Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode eight. Uh, the last episode of season two of this pod. Um, don't worry. Season three is happening. It's in the works already. Um... Yeah, welcome to episode 8 of season 2 of Mood or Vibe. I'm your host, Solja. Thank you for being here today. You're the best. I love you. Um, and yeah, I'm just really happy. I've also had a glass of wine. And there's another glass of wine in my hand right now as I record this. So we're doing a little bit of a tipsy podcast today, um, which is fine because you know what? nothing actually there's so much shit that's happened in my life but i will literally not talk about it publicly ever um because i need to hashtag protect my peace you know what i mean um but anyways what like i don't know i'm i'm just i'm a little bit like i'm a little bit on one today life has been like kind of I don't know. Life has been like crazy recently. I'm kind of in a transitional phase. Just started my final at school, going home for Easter this upcoming week. So like I'm a little bit all over the place, but like enjoying life and that's what matters. Living the dolce vita, um, as the Italians say, obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't have a crazy um like topic for today I do want to say thank you everyone for reaching out after last week's episode really means a lot to me um it's not easy to talk about things like that but um I feel a lot better after I do and especially knowing that I can help people with similar things that they're going through makes it all worth it at the end of the day but I did get a lot of messages from people being like are you okay um and I am that's not like the point at all I'm okay like I wouldn't be like talking about it if I wasn't okay to talk about it um hence why I love this podcast so much because it's really like making me learn a lot about myself and understand you know what emotions I have kind of developed and gotten past in life and you know one could say starting a podcast is cheaper than therapy anyways uh this week I want to talk about just like a bunch of like random things that I have in my notes app um and yeah I think we'll just get right into it and not like have like the stupid like fucking long ass intro okay bye let's get into this So the first thing I actually wanted to talk about is, okay, it's kind of like as deep as last week's topic, but we're going to talk about it from like a TikTok perspective, so it's okay. Basically, if you guys don't follow me on TikTok, you really should, um, because that's really where I talk about like fashion and stuff like that that I'm into, whereas like on the podcast, because it's so, I mean, it's audio, so like I feel like talking about things that are so highly visual is difficult on here. Don't worry, we'll get into that on season three. 
Um, but anyways, I just wanted to say, um, follow me on TikTok is basically what I'm trying to say. But no, what I wanted to talk about is on TikTok, I've started like posting a lot more of me like getting dressed videos and stuff like that. And a lot of that has to like revolves around styling skinny jeans or ballet flats or kind of like things that are very 2008, 2012 vibes. And there, I get a lot of people questioning my skinny jean use, but I really don't care because I've realized I'm kind of healing my inner child. Skinny jeans are making me heal my inner child. And um, that's all that matters basically in my life at this point. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, sorry about that. I am realizing that um, I was really afraid of a lot of things as a child. Like, like unimaginably afraid of things um nowadays i think it would be constituted as some sort of an anxiety disorder because i would cry about things i would feel so out of place in things i would feel just like if if anyone said anything mean to me if anyone said like if a teacher was like oh maya don't use the blue pen use the red one like i would feel like my heart was shattering inside of me so even when I was doing things like that weren't wrong I felt like I was constantly in this state of like like I was so anxious as a child which probably is an ADHD thing as well but I was so afraid of doing the wrong thing and everything and that makes you really conform as a child um and as much as I, I was just very silent, I was very quiet, but then my parents were always like, she won't shut the fuck up when she's at home, which is true. I still don't shut the fuck up nowadays, but I'm much more like comfortable in it. But basically what I'm saying is I was so focused on conforming and like not being too loud or anything as a child or like getting in anyone's way that I think I held myself back from a lot of things, Um, which... Yeah, I don't know. I It's, especially in fashion, like, if you look back at how I dress, like, I was definitely dressing my age, but, like, I had, my sisters are three years older than me, so I had this thing where I was, like, watching what they were watching, and I was consuming what they were consuming, but, like, I wasn't looking like it, and um, now I can finally do that, so, like, I would watch The Hills on MTV, and I would see my sisters had the Lauren Conrad style book, and I would watch them, you know in their like middle school era when I was still in primary school and I was like oh my god I want to dress that way I want to look like that and now I mean I'm turning 23 and I feel like I'm finally kind of letting myself do that and letting myself be like a child a little bit which is like such a like weird thing to say but like I have a lot of like, I did a lot of inner child work, like literal like hypnotherapy um, to get over a lot of things from my childhood. And now I feel like this is like the final thing of like letting me, like allowing myself to express myself like a child, um, which I like really, really didn't let myself do. And that's why I also love the podcast because I think when you're younger, 
you really learn through doing and and I think you need to do and say a lot of stupid things to get to a point of growth in your life. But I was, guys, like when I tell you, there are people that like literally did not hear me say anything other than please and thank you until I was 15 years old. Like I was mute. And I think that's why I'm very passionate about talking nowadays. But like, I just realized it was like me letting to express myself through my clothing, but also in my words is like really making me first of all, gain a lot of confidence, but also is like, it's letting me kind of be this careless child that I never really was because I was so like guys like I was like so hyper focused on not doing the wrong thing when I was a child and now slowly but surely I'm kind of letting go of that and learning that you know it's actually it's very human nature to say the wrong thing sometimes and um sometimes you learn the hard way but I'm really enjoying it I'm really enjoying wearing skinny jeans and talking shit basically is what I'm saying and it's healing my inner child that's that's the conclusive um sentence that we've come to randomly on the same topic of gaining confidence I also made a tiktok about this so I'm just recycling my tiktok content at this point but um something that has really I realized like didn't affect me this much is bleaching my eyebrows Bleaching my eyebrows is the best thing I've ever done for my self-confidence because when you suddenly don't conform into the, like, ideal beauty standard, which is, like, so fucking stupid of me to talk about, like, a person with, like, blonde hair and blue eyes, like, I get it, but um, the second you don't conform to that, like, people do look at you differently and you get different attention from different people and I realized I feel more like myself when I have my bleached eyebrows which I think it's because it's a it's a form of expression to like I don't know I think I look cooler with bleached eyebrows but like and I feel like I can also like get away with wearing like really like basic bitch outfits because I don't have eyebrows but um it's something I never realized before of like how big of a crutch I used my physical appearance for confidence and when you take yourself out of the context of conventionally attractive um you really have to find your confidence from other things and this was like forcing me basically I'm telling you to bleach your eyebrows because you're gonna get a new perspective on life and you're gonna care about yourself a lot more um but it really like changed the way I carried myself not actually, but I like to think that it's like a metaphor for it of like gaining a lot of confidence in yourself and um, what you want to do in life. So basically what I'm telling you is like do some like random drastic physical change that's like not towards what people see as like the ideal beauty standard and see how that makes you feel and then realize that you need to do a little bit of work on yourself so that you feel a lot more confident in whatever you look like because for so long I mean I've talked about this I think before on the podcast if I haven't trigger warning trauma dump (laughs) but growing up I like never really got validation beyond the way that I looked 
and and I understand that that's like a big privilege to have because a lot of people did not have a lot of confidence in the way that they looked when they were growing up like I really did have a lot of people being like look at this beautiful girl like pretty girl whatever um but I didn't get a lot of like reinforcement in the things that I did it was never like oh my god Maya is so good at tennis and so good at I'm like trying to think of a subject I was good at in school not that much I was kind of okay at everything but you know what I mean like I was never like bad at things but I was never like praised for being smart or being good at a sport or anything and it was always like oh Maya's really pretty which you know did wonders for a young girl that you know needs a little bit of confidence like it's it's great but when you're a young girl and no one has ever looked at you or commented beyond your physical appearance it makes you think that that's where your value comes from and I really had to learn that and then I lay on top of that the fact that I had ADHD and I really like didn't feel like I especially in high school I felt like I really could not keep up with the other people around me I felt like everyone was so much smarter than me um and then you just reconfigure the fact that I am smart, but I had just never been, like, told that. Because I'm, I'm really a person that needs a lot of external validation in life, which is, like, really fucked up. We're kind of working on that to, like, not need external validation, which I'm kind of... The eyebrows are kind of doing that for me because the amount of people on TikTok that have told me that I'm so ugly without eyebrows and that I should dye them back instantly is, like, ridiculous. You guys, I'm slowly but surely realizing that every single topic I've written down for this week's episode is interconnected. And this is how powerful my brain is because like who would have thought that um, all the random shit that I just like thought that I wanted to talk about today, it's all connected. So anyways, um, on the same topic of like self-confidence and, and really, you know, building on yourself and everything... One thing I really want to talk about is today I was like making a TikTok and it was a Nicki Minaj sound. I'm trying to remember which song it was. Um, anyways, it was a Nicki Minaj song and I was like rapping along to the lyrics and it was like, I was like, damn, like this is, I'm listening to this because of my dad. Like, so basically my dad is the reason I love Nicki Minaj. Um, he like found one, like the um, beam me up Scotty mixtape on like pirate Bay or something and put it on my iPod. He was like, this is cool. Um, my dad's always had very, maybe not always, but my dad has a pretty, pretty good music taste. And for him in, like, 2009 to find, like, a female rapper like Nicki Minaj, who, like, if you know the Beam Me Up Scotty, like, itty bitty piggy era Nicki Minaj, like, maybe you shouldn't be showing your nine-year-old daughter this music, but for some reason my father was inclined to. Um, So he put that music on my iPod, and that's why I still, to this day, really love Nicki Minaj. Like, I can't even put into words how I feel about her like I I really 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 admire her and really look up to her um but thinking about the fact that it's like my dad that like got me into Nicki Minaj whereas I think a lot of parents were like especially in the like mid-2000s 
um, early 2010s era, like there was this huge discourse. I mean, Britney had just, I'm putting in quotes, gone off the rails. Amy had passed away. Um, everyone, like it was kind of this like, like the the female musician was like kind of the worst thing you could be at the time because you were put under such a microscope and really made to be a like in quotes bad role model for girls and for some reason my parents like completely just like didn't give a fuck and let me listen to I remember okay this is like really deep because this music I think this album came out in like 2002 or something or three maybe the Gwen Stefani Love Angel Music Baby album. I like remember that CD and I remember seeing that photo and being like mesmerized by it. Like I didn't understand any of the songs or anything, but like I was just, uh, that image is so strong in my brain. All of the Britney Spears songs, all the, like, I remember seeing Amy Winehouse not listening to so much, but at my summer house, we would always have the, um, like gossip magazines and I remember seeing the like terrible like paparazzi photos of people being like Amy's so thin but I remember seeing her huge winged eyeliner and then taking gel pens and drawing those big gel liners onto the like makeup ads in the magazine and everything like my parents like for somehow all of these female musicians at this time that were like again so hated in the media were really what I looked up to. Like, really, really what I looked up to. Don't even get me started with the fact that I was watching, um, was it called Girls Next Door? Um, the show on MTV about, or no, maybe it was on VH1, about Hugh Hefner and all of his girlfriends that lived in the Playboy Mansion, like Holly Madison and Kendra and all of them. So, like, I really had this, like, really like extremely feminine extremely sexualized like perception of what it was to be like I, I I don't know my parents never had us listen to the censored version of music I could have any song I wanted put onto my iPod like there was no censorship when it came to music the only thing they said was like okay just don't repeat the words that you're hearing um which I think is a great thing to do around children, actually, to not, like, completely shelter them from bad words, but to let them know that, hey, this is a word, this has meaning, understand that it has a meaning, and use it appropriately. Um, but I realized, like, I think that I feel a lot of confidence in myself throughout the years, like, because my parents really did not villainize the like young female role model, role model in my life my parents never made a comment of like oh you can't listen to britney spears she's a she's this she's that actively told me to listen to Nicki minaj lady gaga i remember guys i i don't even know if my parents know this but in middle school i was no like primary school now that i'm thinking about it hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Anytime Lady Gaga would come out with a new music video, my friends would come to my house and look at the music video on my laptop because their parents wouldn't let them. So I was like the I was like the cool kid with like be like yeah come watch Lady Ga- the newest Lady Gaga music video at my house, which is like <laughs> so funny to me. But like my parents really I do remember okay in two thousand and nine or ten I loved Lady Gaga. And my mom got tickets for my sisters to go see Lady Gaga and I was so pissed and my mom was like no you're too young and to be fair I was too young and then I think in 2012 I got to see the monster ball live so my mom took me to that one but but yeah basically I realized that like the reason I love if we revert this back to fashion the reason that I love the row I mean the row is amazing the clothes that they make immaculate it's just that it's it's like if you looked up taste in the dictionary, you would see a photo of the Olsen twins. Um, but what I realized, like, to me, that represents a lot more. Because if we look at all of the women that were in the tabloids and everything at the same time as the Olsen twins, they ruined these women. Like, Lindsay Lohan and all of them. Like, they really, really wanted to villainize these young fucking girls. And to me, the row represents... A, like young women protecting themselves getting a bag which like the fact that they were like I think they had like when they were 19 they had a collective net worth of like like 50 million or something like insane amount of money but um I think that they really represent women taking back their power and saying fuck you to the media we're gonna do what we want to do and they've just built an empire in it and it just so happens to be the row and the row is so so beautiful um it feels like this like divine thing almost to me because it's like this is women being powerful i don't know i think i'm also overanalyzing things but it's just really how i feel but basically what i'm saying is I really, really commend my parents for never villainizing these young women in my life. I mean, they had three daughters, and I think the fact that they never made a comment on the way they looked, the way they acted or anything, um, really has been a positive impact in my life. And if you didn't have that in your life, I highly suggest going back and looking at like the fact that like Britney Spears was like 16 years old doing like extremely sexualized dances on a stage and everything like you can look at them now and see that they're a victim but at the time it, it felt so powerful um and I really even now to this day I look up to all these women I think that they are so fucking cool um and I'm very happy that there was not this like female hatred ingrained into me as a child 
Um, but if you do feel that, like I said, highly recommend going back and looking at these things because I think you'll have a very different perspective nowadays. Um, especially, I mean, the Free Britney movement has really shined a big light on what Hollywood and um, mass print media did to young women at that time, but has really, really, like, made me feel empowered. Hmm. Who would have thought women can empower other women? Life is crazy. Okay, are we 20 minutes into the podcast and finally now getting into what I initially wanted to make this podcast about? Yes. But I think what we just talked about was a good discussion and it's showing... I think what's important when you have a platform, you shut the fuck up. Like, I hate saying that, but I do have a little bit of a platform. And I think what I realized that I really enjoy doing is showing the process that has gotten me to a point of success. And the process here is confidence in my physical appearance, in my um, smartness. Guys, the second glass of wine is almost empty. Give me a break. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is um, there, like, I'm trying to show the journey of, like, gaining the confidence to get to a point of, like, content in my life, right? Basically, what we're about to talk about is, sorry, let me just cut the chase. I don't know what the fuck I was just talking about. What I want to talk about is the idea of doing it for the plot. I don't know if you've heard that. I hope you've heard that. If you're listening to this, you better have fucking heard that. Um, But doing it for the plot is like the idea of like doing something that you maybe usually or that you usually wouldn't do, but doing it because it's like going to add a little bit of spice to your life kind of. And sometimes I think... No, most times I think the concept of doing it for the plot is a great mindset to live by Um, because I think it's always going to be adding value to your life because you're going to learn something new uh, because you're going out of your comfort zone. Um, And, you know, we've I've talked about this before. We've talked about, you know, like how to make friends, how to go on dates, how to meet new people, whatever. And the only way to do it is out of your comfort zone. So if you can, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to push myself out of my comfort zone and retranslate that into doing something for your plot or your storyline of your life, I think it's a great way to reconfigure a kind of uncomfortable thing to do in your life. And for that, I love it. Um... And I do a lot of stuff for the plot. I mean, I'm a very, like, I seek a little bit of discomfort in my life at this point because, again, we've talked about this earlier in this episode, I held myself back a lot as a kid. I really, really held myself back a lot. So now when I'm a lot more comfortable in the skin that I'm in, um, I'm a lot more excited to do things that take me out of my comfort zone because I never did that growing up. Like the past, like the first, like honestly, 18 years of my life, I did not take myself out of my comfort zone at all. So now when I have these opportunities presented to myself to go on a date with, say, um, the fourth Jonas brother, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? The I didn't even talk about this. I... Like, 
a couple months ago woke up in a castle on the hills of Florence because I had met people from like LA that were like crazy crazy lives they like it felt like a black mirror episode basically being around these people and it was like people that like have worked for Yeezy people that have like literally they're like yeah I'm meeting Kanye next week and I was like what the fuck and this was like peak white lives matter Kanye era I was so confused but that's just like one of those stories that like you had to be there to understand but like that I did that for the plot you know what I mean I did that for the fucking plot and I came out of it with more information you know what I mean and like a fun story to tell my friends in detail not tell the podcast in detail <laughs> anyways um what I was trying to say is like I think that there's so much value in, in doing stuff for the plot but now here's a but guys there's always a fucking but I think that, I'm not saying everyone, but I think a lot of people have taken doing it for the plot as an excuse to do something destructive to yourself. Because basically, I I don't think people understand that like doing it for the plot is about something for you personally. It's for your storyline. So yeah, sometimes it might be stupid because you're going to go on a date with some guy or you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But the second you're doing it to conform to someone else's plot, you're not going with the flow and you're not doing it for the plot. It's supposed to be something new. It's supposed to be taking you out of your comfort zone and it's supposed to be adding to your life somehow, whether it be a new friendship a, 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 even just a story to tell your friends it's it's something that's going to add fun to your life and if it's adding stress you're not doing it for the right reasons you're really not and saying you're doing it for the plot is not correct I have a friend who um currently there's like a very toxic guy and she's saying that she's going with the flow with it and seeing where it's taking her and like she's like doing it for the plot knowing damn well that this man does not care about her actually and is just bored and a loser that's lonely and using her but she is convincing herself herself more than anyone that um she's going with the flow and she's just like letting what happens happens um or doing it for the plot or whatever but that's that's not what it is because the second you're conforming to someone else's wants and wishes it's not your you've lost the plot it's not your plot anymore you're now a character in someone else's and I think that's what you need to remember because I think that it, it can easily shift into this like toxic mindset of like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna go see my ex for the plot no oh I'm gonna go see this do this for the plot no 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 it's about getting out of your comfort zone. The reason my friend is still talking to this guy is because it's what's comfortable to her. You know what I mean? Put it in that context and you realize there's no plot here. The plot already finished. The plot finished the second that there was like nothing coming from this. Which sometimes I need to take my own advice. But we'll get into that maybe in, a, in next season, okay? Um, but yeah, it's something I really wanted to highlight because... 
I have really preached a lot about putting yourself out of your comfort zone, whether it be going on a hinge date, going on a date at all, talking to someone new, making new friends in university, any of that. The only way that you are going to grow is in discomfort. Um, my friend today actually went on a date with a guy and she was talking, she's like, I want to cancel. I don't want to go. Like, I don't know why I'm so nervous about this. And I literally texted her. I was like, it would be weird if you weren't nervous. Like it would be weirder that way. It's a part of it. Like feeling that discomfort, feeling that awkwardness, feeling that like, oh my God, I want to cancel right away is part of it. First dates, first meetings, first experiences of any sort are always going to be at least a little bit awkward. Um, and you really need to learn to embrace that feeling instead of push it away or n like cancel and not have the feeling at all. Because the reason I say you need to embrace it is because you don't get to feel it that often. In our day-to-day -day lives, we are very comfortable. We speak to our family members, we speak to our friends, we speak to our roommates, we speak to our professors. These are all people that we already have relationships built with. We understand what the relationship is. So the second you're putting yourself out there in a new situation, it's so normal to feel discomfort. But the thing is, is you need to appreciate and embrace that discomfort because it's a feeling you really don't get to feel that often. And I think that's so beautiful. I think that we as people get so stuck in wanting to feel a certain way all the time and wanting to, you know, whether it is that you're chasing sadness or chasing happiness or chasing excitement or whatever, we all have an emotion that we feel most comfortable in. And the second that we can pull ourselves out of it, and feel this kind of up in the air, like little butterflies in your stomach being like, is this guy going to be a fucking catfish? Is Are, are we going to hit it off? Is it going to be so awkward? What if this happens? What if that happens? That is, I think, when you really grow the most. And I think that it's so underrated. That's what the plot is. The plot is feeling the butterflies in your stomach. The plot is not really knowing what's going to come next. But knowing that no matter what it is, you're going to grow from it. And I think that is what we need to put focus on instead of, oh, do it for the plot. Oh my God, do another shot tonight for the plot. Like, no. The plot, guys, the plot is your life at the end of the day. And I think that we need to ha keep it at that high value. You know what I mean? So let's be making decisions and making plot choices that, you know, can be a little reckless. Mm, should I go on a date with this random man? Technically, no, but I'm going to do it because it's an experience. Or should I end up in a castle in this, like, little black mirror episode? Probably not, but I did it, and I'm so happy I did it. Um, You know, what's that, like, YouTube channel that's, like, seek discomfort? But that's kind of what it is. Because it's the only way that we're really going to girl boss our way through life. Um, and I know that I'm like preaching here, but I really, really felt like it had to be said. Because if there's people close to me in my life that are like, that I can see are kind of misunderstanding it, I know that there's people out here listening to this podcast right now. 
there's enough of you that at least some of you have been misconstruing it and honestly being indulging in some self-destructive behavior instead of this like self reflective i don't know what the right word is i'm looking for i was trying to like do like a nice play on words but it's not happening today so basically the plot needs to be like stimulated but keep in mind that it's your plot not someone else's don't conform to someone else's plot okay that's the vibe okay guys i'm done preaching but um, I hope you gain something from this, whether it be to go look at what the Olsen twins are doing at the row or follow me on TikTok at Soldermaya or um, push yourself out of your comfort zone and maybe question yourself if you're doing it for your plot or for someone else's. Those are really the main takeaways of this episode. Um, because it's something I, I genuinely feel really strongly about. And I, I think it goes back into how I've really, really gotten into a lot of self-reflection. I'm in a, I'm in a big self-reflection phase right now. Um, you know, wondering if things I've done in the past have been great. Not really. I think I owe some people some apologies and stuff like that. But enough about me. Um... I think, especially like going into the new season, the sun is shining more, summer's around the corner, self-reflect a little bit and think about the person that you want to be for the next six months and show up for yourself and be that person. That's like the best advice we can really give for the end of season two. Because um, that's what this is. Oh my god, why do I feel like we're like breaking up? But it's literally going to be like three weeks off of not posting a pod. <laughs> gonna be rough guys i don't know how i'm gonna get through this Ugh. anyways um yeah i don't know i would just want to say thank you again for listening to the podcast you guys know it really does mean the world to me um thank you again for the response to last week's episode that was um really something i wanted to talk about even this week it's really i'm realizing that i really like doing this style episode more where i really can like reflect on on me and my growth in life um and i hope that it can relate to some other people's lives which is really what we're trying to do here we're really just trying to relate and create meaningful human connections um <laughs> but um yeah i love you guys thank you so much for listening um whether you're on apple music or spotify please rate the podcast five stars share it with your friends Send this episode to a friend that you think needs to hear about um, which plot to be to be following. You know what I mean? Uh, send this to your parents. Send this to anyone you think would enjoy it. Um, follow me at Soldier Maya on TikTok and Instagram. Follow the podcast at Mooder Vibe Pod. Um, and yeah. Stay up to date with everything me on Instagram or on TikTok. I kind of post everywhere all the time. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the return of the podcast. Bigger and better things are always coming. Um, and yeah, I hope you don't miss me too much. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.